coming. I'm coming to the chat. Group enter into enter in the chat. Neither the chat. neither of us can talk today, apparently. Um <clears throat> hey friend. Welcome back to another episode of Farmers Market with Corinne and Steph. I never do yes. that, but I decided to do it today. <laughs> <laughs> Come welcome on, structure. To, welcome to the two peas in a podcast. Get but into it. Farmers market. Okay. Get into it. Um, we're adorable. I know. I love us for real. I'm so sad, friend, because I didn't get to link with you this weekend. Like, I don't even want to talk about it on here, but I really am sad because I wanted to see you and I couldn't sad. see you. Because life was bad. I'm seeing today for real, for real. Well, to be honest, I'll be home. Who says to be honest, I'll be home? Um, and I I go live at eight o'clock. So come on the live. You can come hang out with me on the live. Um, I could, but I got three clients I got to see. Ew! Why do you have to work? I'm saying that like I don't have (laughs) clients today too. (laughs) Uh, I literally maybe I come Friday. Yeah, you come Friday. I'm really not doing that for no Friday. I'm gonna cook. I have to make macaroni and cheese. Um, oh, then I will definitely come on Friday. Come on through, friend. Um, so yeah, we didn't get a chance to see each other. So tell me what you've been doing. I see the pictures, friend. You out here? Out here, closing off the summer, chilling in pink, being ghetto and bougie all the same. Come on, give it to the rose picnic. I see oh, you was there. So cute. It was a good time. I didn't know what I was going to. I did. I didn't know what I was going to. And it was kind of ghetto in a way that it was just planned because it's one of those things that you like, you don't know until you know. Yeah. Like you get there and then you're like, oh, I should have bought this and I should have had that and I should have did this because everybody else is bringing it. Like they gave us minimal rules of how we can participate. And then we get there and just like a different environment, I guess. So is that like the the Blanc, yes. the dinner in white? Okay, yes. that's the vibe it was given. And that, yeah. I'd love to see the pictures, but I probably would never attend because if I'm going to pay money, I need y'all to have everything there. You know what I mean? I don't want to. Exactly. I don't want to have to wear white sweat. Carry cheers, tables, food. Yep, mm-hmm. I can't. But you did well, look good, friend. Thank you. I I actually did enjoy looking at myself in those pictures, which you know I don't. It was cute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was essentially that. Except instead of it being like this formal dinner, you pretty much showed up. They gave you like you were essentially were having your own picnic. Oh, so it wasn't like it was a group effort. It was like everybody had their own little party situation. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, so still interesting. I would do it again. I would uh, just be more prepared next time. Yeah, because I feel like they played you, friend. A little bit, um, but you know, first time I ever played the first time for most things. So I'm gonna okay. Get into it. I'm excited um, that you're getting out. I really, that's why we're friends, because I can live vicariously through you. Um, <laughs> you're like the third person to tell me that about this past week. Because I never, like, I mean, I like stuff like that, but I don't, because I don't like people. Um, 
but i get to really watch it through you and you have such a good time so it makes her like good pictures and that's what i need from the event i need a good time i don't want to go and experience like you said the ghetto-ness i just want the the good moments so i love that you can go and experience it so you can tell me about it um so what did i do this week I really acted out a lot. Um, I did a little bit too much. I had a little bit too much dip on my chip. Um, Let's get into it because some things happened. (laughs) Some some happenings happened. I had just a little bit too much dip on my chip this previous week. Um, I re-entered the streets and the streets really were waiting for me. And I answered the call finally. And it, it just chaos ensued from there. It was a very busy week for work. Um, and it was a very busy week in my dating life. Um, I recently, you know, told you guys I went back into like online dating. And now I'm ready to quit again oh. after a week. Because <laughs> it's not okay. I was supposed to have a date. So I did want to share that with you guys. That was one of the things that we talked about, or may I may have mentioned. I mentioned it everywhere, which I probably shouldn't have did, but it is what it is. Um, the day did not go as planned. The person um, turned out to be like a secret stalker. Um, not a secret wow. stalker, but what happened was, you know, we had decided we couldn't go out because the day we planned for our day was the monsoon. So if you're not familiar and you're not on the East Coast, or the Northeast, or Tri-State. I don't really, Northeast doesn't really fit. But if you're not in Tri-State, yeah. we had a monsoon from Ida. And, you know, my date was like, well, it's rain- It's not raining, I still want to see, we still go out. But I was like, nah, I don't already, like, changed my plan with childcare and stuff like that, so we could do a FaceTime date. So we FaceTime. it seemed like it was going really, really well. Got to list, like, 10 or 15 minutes of the conversation. Things started to take a sexual turn. Ooh. Oh, I okay. wasn't really expecting that because the conversation was pretty normal and made sense for what we were doing up until that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, okay. I'm okay. I'm done. You know what I mean? In my mind. <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't like ignorant because we were going to get off the phone anyway. But right. I was just like, okay, mental note. Yeah, I don't think this is going to work because now the emphasis is switching from, oh, I want to get to know you, what you do for work. You know my family your family type stuff to like what type of position do you like and you know i Ugh. like this and you know what gets you off and i'm just like nope, nope. i've only been talking to you for two days like mm. i hate it i, I, I don't so much. i don't know you you know it was right. going so well like you know we were having so you know really good conversations until you did that so, you know, after that, I was a little bit turned off. But I said, you know what? We're supposed to go out on Tuesday. It's fine. Hopefully, he doesn't talk himself out of this date by Tuesday. And what exactly did he do the next day? Oh, we knew. Talked himself out of this date. We, so, knew. we knew what it was. <laughs> the next day, you know, I had a busy day. Thursdays are already always busy for me, like jam-packed from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. I'm in some sort of work, okay? Mm-hmm. So... I, you know, didn't text him. I texted him in the morning and said, hey, voice message him because you know that's my thing now. So I voice message, hey, I'm not going to be busy all day. I'm not going to get a chance to talk to you, but I'll probably hit you up before I go to sleep or later on today. Come so communication. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to get better, friend, because I feel like I learned that from you. Like I should communicate more. So I'm trying to communicate, communicated it to him. He was like, okay, thank you. So I don't feel like I'm getting ghosted. Cool. 
Um, later on today, I had a long day, very long day. I just voice recorded, "Hey friend," or I think I didn't even I didn't even voice record. I just texted him because I'm that tired. Hey friend, you know what I mean. I'm <laughs> yes. going to bed. I'm tired. You know, sorry I didn't get a chance to hit you up. We can talk later, or you know, whatever the situation is. I'll talk to you tomorrow. He was like, "Oh, you going to sleep?" And oh, and then the next, it was like four or five minutes of just talking about, oh, I'm in a friend zone. You're friend zoning me now. I'm in a friend zone. I'm not gonna get no vagina now. And I'm just like, oh god, oh no, oh no, like you, you just <sighs> again. So I'm sharing this, and I want to share this with the general public because this is how you. I won't even say men in general, but this is how easily you can turn somebody off, or this is how when you don't have a good control over your emotions when you're dating and you overshare yes you can turn the person off and that's what happened in this instance and i was just like wait like i can't call a man friend no more i talk i call you friend all the time i mean you're my friend obviously you're my best friend so fine but like i call everybody friend i'm like hey friend you know what i mean that's just kind of like how i greet people so i didn't in my mind, I'm thinking it's okay. You know, it's a term of endearment for me. But for him, I guess it's like triggering and he just went into this whole thing like, yeah, I'm not going to get no cat. And I'm just like, first of all, you already was turning me off yesterday with that bullshit. Now today, now you're further. <laughs> I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I just, I didn't even really respond to any of those messages. I was just like, I cannot. Literally, I said, I cannot. <laughs> And then left it at that and went on to see, didn't respond to him. So then like a couple, maybe 15 or 20 minutes later, he texted me, you know, like a little mean and said goodnight, which is fine. Um, And then, but overnight, and then when I woke up in the morning, something, my spirits came to me and said, go ahead and block and delete. It's done. Right. Um, It's not even worth meeting this person in person because if you're getting that over, worked up over the word friend, and again, he could have been playing, but I don't play with stuff like that. That just lets me further know your thought process is you would try to guilt me or, or coerce me into being sexual with you or having sex with you. And I don't want Correct. that type of energy. Correct. Right. And we are in a me too world. I'm again, sharing this because I want everybody to understand and know when you're dating, it's okay to jump off the boat, especially early in the game. You don't need to, you know, continue on and try to see things through. And I think the me before would have tried to see it through. Oh, a little sketchy but i'm gonna see what happens yeah. and end up with a stalker <laughs> you know oh, what i mean so no, no thank you no ma'am is pam and here's where it took a dramatic turn so <laughs> it took a more dramatic turn more dramatic turn <laughs> yeah, yeah. yo this is why i said Welcome i dodged a bullet to the trauma series i dodged a fucking bullet so Okay, I said something told me, my spirit told me, okay, just block and delete, it's done. I mean, you could give him a chance, but at the same time, you don't need to do that. It's it's too early in the game for chances. You don't know him like that. This could get yeah. worse. Go ahead and cut it off. So I went in, you know, we met each other through OkCupid, unmatched him, and I went ahead and blocked his number from my phone. Never giving out my personal number ever again. It's the last time I'm doing this. So <laughs> I have a Google That's number, fair. so I could have did that, but you know. It's quicker to get it to your real phone. So mm-hmm. I, you know, deleted, blocked, whatever. So then maybe around 10, that was like six, seven o'clock in the morning. So around 10 o'clock in the, after, in the morning, I get a text message from this 302 number that I've never seen before. I don't know. I was like, well, who is this? Did I give my number to somebody else? Like, who the fuck? 
And I go through my, you know, okay, keep it before I even respond. I'm like, who is mm-hmm. this? I didn't give my number to nobody else. So I then I respond, hey, who is this? I didn't say hello, nothing. I just said, who is this? And it is the guy that I have blocked and deleted. Oh, my God. He says, it's me. I just want to know his name. I just want to know why you blocked and deleted me or why you, you know, blocked me. And I said, I didn't say anything. I just deleted the number and blocked it. Mm-hmm. Not even five minutes later, two minutes later, another number comes up. You're lying. Yes, I'm not lying. Another number comes up saying, I just want to know the reason. So I blocked that number. You are lying. I'm not lying to you, friend. I, I wish I could lie about this. This is why, I mean, we're going to talk about trauma again today and dating and relationships. Oh, no, this is trauma. Um, and I got to tell you about my trauma. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. No, but so like I said, I blocked it. He came up with a third number. By the third number, I was just like, I got to just tell him because, again, it's inciting trauma. As somebody who's like experienced a stalker or experienced somebody who is, you know, been or trying to sexually assault you. You know what I mean? Like that is like, oh, safety is a hundred percent compromised at this mm-hmm. point. So I gotta say whatever to get you to stop trying to talk to me. So I <laughs> you know, I told him, I said, Hey, you know, you were giving me a sexual vibe. I wasn't really interested in that. But you know, good luck on your dating journey. So and then I block I was about to block the number before I could block it. He came through with a message and said, Oh, it wasn't about just sex, but I guess good luck in your journey. And I'm just like, or yeah, something I mean, about, there's something to the effect of, it wasn't about just sex, I wouldn't have opened up to you um, if, you know, I, it was just about that, but good luck in your journey, I guess. But it's like, again, oversharing. 100%. Why would you continue to, like, contact somebody who has blocked you? Correct. Clearly, if they don't want to talk to you, especially, like, and I've had people that do that, that will text me from because you know how like iPhones are where you can block a, a number yeah. but you can't block like their Apple ID so they can still like iMessage you if they have an iPhone. And so I have people I've had people that have messaged me from like their email and been like, um, so why did you block me? And it's just like it's like if you have to ask, then leave me alone. You asking me is not going to be like, oh, you know what? This was wrong. Let me unblock you. No. That's and not what it's given. <laughs> it's, to be honest, friend, it's really not. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, again, to share that because, again, it's stuff is super simple as just being unnecessarily aggressive. Yes. Or oversharing or, again, coercing or trying to incite guilt. Um, in a dating space that makes me very leery of you people and you people meaning men cisgender men specifically Um, unfortunately I am not a lesbian or bisexual so this is the pool of people that I unfortunately have to like date in yeah and it's like that's like so traumatic. It was just like it was such a trauma thing for me. Like I was like, I'm gonna share this because this is like trauma based. And I know I feel like I probably could have been a little bit more clear the night before. You know what I mean? I'll accept my responsibility again. You should be communicating clearly with these people if you're not interested. Hey, I'm not interested. I eventually did after I was harassed. Yeah. But again, but if you I shouldn't had even have to get there. 
I don't feel like it should have gotten there, especially like the night before when I didn't really engage you after you went on that little baby rant. I think again accused, but men are not like that. They don't communicate like that. So I thought the cannot would have stopped him in his tracks. Yeah. But it didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just didn't. So I said all that to say out because I really was. It was too much. Um, I was sending people the wrong messages. Like it got messy. Like last week got messy. Mm. Um, so please be careful when you're online dating. Don't give out your real number and vet the people a little bit more. Um, different things like being impulsive, oversharing that should just let you further know that they are not well mentally and you need to be careful about inviting them into your personal space, which is your cell phone number or your, you know, your house or on yeah. a date, even in public. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I gave, I, I was at a friend's house and you already know I'm a night owl and can't sleep anyway. Um, and I was at a friend's house and was talking to this guy like super late at night and he was like uh, so the way that like some of these dating apps are Mm -hmm. you can um they're like by distance or like from like by where the yeah the area that you're coming from so he was like super close hit me up and was like oh you should like you should come out and I was like you know what might as well I'm not doing anything else so (laughs) might as well so I did and we like went around and I I was in Philly and we went around and ran our block and he was just kind of showing me the neighborhood and we talked a little bit and he was like super decent and then he went to leave and seemed like he was really into you know us our conversation and like what was happening and all this fun stuff and then I was like, he went to walk away. And I was like, oh, are you not going to give me your number? Because at this point, we had only, um, ooh, excuse me. Sorry, y'all. Um, he had only, oh, we'd only talked on the app. Right. We hadn't talked, like, on the, we hadn't texted or anything. So I was like, you know, are you going to give me your number? Or is this just kind of like, this what it was? And he was like, oh, I thought I was just going to, you know, get your number. And I think it was a joke, but he was like, I was just going to get your number when I got back and hit you up on, on the app or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, we're See, red flags. Red flags! So, <laughs> I didn't take it as a red flag. I was just you like, oh, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just take your number then. So he pulls out his iPhone and I see him open up his Google app and give me his number off the Google app. And I was so offended. You <laughs> were like, I'm offended. You were like, like, your real number? The fuck? I was like, we can clearly <laughs> see that that is not a, num- a Google number. I mean, an iPhone. And the text message was green. I was like, I was like, what? Okay. So I texted once. He texted back once. Seemed like he wanted to like have a conversation, and then I literally have just never heard from this man again. And I was like, "Yo, this is the weirdest thing." Yeah, these people I, are weird. They're so weird. 
it's weird friend and i just want y'all to be careful i just want to share that with y'all like please be careful when you're on these dating apps and you are giving people your real number or you are linking up with people whether it's sexual or you know strictly platonic or dating because these people is not right too tight like they're not they really not and they will but they'll also try to convince you that you are not rap tight. So beware of you, the, and that's not how that yeah. goes. Beware of the vultures that um Friend, I gotta tell you, look, friend, I have so like y'all, I, I hate doing this to y'all, but like I have so much I have to tell my best friend. Like so much. This is um this is a traumatic week. And I still haven't even gotten to tell you about my yesterday. So friend, we about to talk. We just we just gotta talk. Anyway, let's get <laughs> listen. This is what yeah. I do not want to do on this damn podcast. I want y'all to feel like we was keeping stuff from y'all, but baby, it's the stuff is, that just is not for the podcast. It is it's giving it's giving trauma, but it's also giving like it's teetering on the thing that we told that woman not to do last week. On yeah, the video. okay. It's it was giving it was too much trauma. It was trauma traumatic. We don't want y'all to get vicarious trauma from us sharing no. our war stories from the previous no. week. So, but, um, friend, this was look, a traumatic week, so I just want to let y'all know. So, what that, was we uh, going to be talking about today? So we talked about secondhand trauma last week and got a really good review from that which was cool look at god um right ain't he showing off amen so then you have mentioned something last week in that episode that you wanted to talk about oh social support yes so we could talk about that okay um we could also talk about uh because we met I don't know if we talked about this before, but we met working at a social, I'm sorry, substance use clinic. Like you oh, and yeah. I, that's where you and I met. And 90% of them people have trauma. The everybody. people that we saw. Everybody. So, mm, I can't say everybody. 10% of them people just came in because they got caught smoking weed. Oh, the kids. They, but I, they but didn't have trauma. Honest, I'm gonna say I hate that the to group everybody together, but everybody experiences some sort of, of event that's not, you know, favorable. So oh, I would 100%. say everybody has some level of trauma. Now, do you have PTSD? Absolutely the fuck not. But you absolutely but have yes. experienced something you didn't particularly care for. So that's fair. Um we saw a lot of so children. Yes. So yeah. We did see a lot of kids. And a lot of kids that were being subjected to just mess that they didn't need to be a part of because they are children. Little baby chicken um, nugget. <laughs> so where's that going with this? We oh so support group, support systems, all that fun stuff, but also just like um co- negative coping skills. Oh like, yeah. The fact that the drug use came because people don't ever learn positive coping skills. They absolutely don't. That was one of the things that when we did the poll about what you wanted us to kind of talk about, coping, not coping skills, but hobbies, which could be a part mm-hmm. of coping. 
um, mm-hmm. was something that we were definitely going to revisit. But I think we can kind of knock out the social support aspect yeah. of black trauma and why it's important and who's appropriate and who's not for certain things. Um, yeah. And then we can kind of definitely hop into hobbies because I definitely want to hear what you got to say about that, to be honest. Yeah, I love hobbies. I love talking about hobbies. Um, anyway, let's start off with social stuff, though. So social support or your social support network a lot of people believe it's just like your family um, or your friends, but there are so many other things that go into a social support network that I want y'all to like get on board with mm-hmm. um, mainly professionals um, because I don't, I don't feel like there's enough energy, you know what I mean? No. For yeah. the professionals it's giving, we're leaning on our family and friends when they are not trained to handle or or they're not equipped to deal with certain traumas um certain situations that you may go through that's just not their you know that's not their thing so um, they might also be the um trauma inducers yeah they might be the perpetrator of said trauma so (laughs) so so relying on them to get your your trauma rocks off ain't it not going to be beneficial for you i can Almost guarantee you. Not that we don't want to, um, you know, confront these folks at a certain point or to when go over. Correct. I mean? But again, doing that with the correct support is going to be the important part. And I mean, this is something that I can reflect on this week because it happened um, in my personal life. One of the things I gotta call you about. I'm gonna call you after this. Yeah, you so, might as well. Just so cause so. Might as well. Because like, baby, it's, it's giving. It's. I mean, I. You don't even know what the fuck I've been through. So I know what you got going on. It's. It's giving. I can't even. <laughs> so, um, so having the right supports in place, like knowing, knowing what you need and want from support as an overall structure in your life. Is going to yeah. be super important. And this is not coming from like when people say mental health is not real or therapists don't do anything or psychiatrists are pointless, which is like a thing that happens a lot all the time. And it's the reason why people don't seek out help. Um, there are so many different facets of what we do. It's literally why we keep creating positions to put people in. So it's the reason why like we have certified peers in right. in the mental health world. It's the reason why we have case managers in the in the everyday world. It's the reason why we have social workers in the everyday world because different parts of the things that make you you need to be supported. And by different people. Everybody can't. We can't be all in one. Your mom is not. Your wife is not. Your spouse. Your brother. Your sister. Your cousin. Your aunt. They can't be. Everything. Everything. It's a group effort. Community. That's why I kind of wanted to talk about it. Because I feel like a lot of times. When I may be talking to. You know. Prospective clients. Not even my clients. Because they know better. Um, (laughs) Because they work with me. But. 
prospective clients and just people in the general public, a lot of their emotional labor is being placed into their families, which is the foundation of your social support network. Like your family is where you learn to kind of deal with people um, or not Mm -hmm. deal with people because they they teach you that too. Um, um, And they're there to hold the rest of the, the leg up. You know what I mean? They're the the eyes and ears, as I like to call it. The family members are the eyes and ears. So that's like your immediate family, your mom, dad, you know, whoever your parental figures are, siblings, mm-hmm. um, aunts, you know, secondary people, grandmother, pop-pop, whoever. They are the eyes and ears. Like, they can kind of observe and bring back collateral information. And that really should be their journey. That should be their job. You know yeah. what I mean? to support you in whatever it is that you're going through or trying to do. Now, Correct. telling them certain things or trying to get certain reactions or trying to get certain levels of closure probably is not going to happen. So I know, like you said, a lot of us may have had some trauma or have had some abuses perpetrated um, on us by family or our you know, foundation. And for us, like you said, to believe that the the cure is going to come from the curse is Correct. not it. That's not how that works. You know what I mean? It's just, episode. It's the just, cure cannot come from the, the curse. curse. Like, you have to actually seek other people or get fresh eyes. So then, you know, the next level of this may be our peers, um, and not by the way of a peer support person, but Correct. like our friends. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, our chosen family is what I like to call it, because my friends are my family. Um, but then that's the next level up. Like we could probably will be a little bit more of ourselves with them. We'll share yeah. a little bit more with them because I think oftentimes it's like, oh, I tell my mom everything. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't be telling your mom everything. You don't tell your dad everything. You don't tell your brother everything. You don't, you know what I mean? Those people don't necessarily get to experience you in the way that your peers do. Colleagues, sure. you know, coworkers, they don't, they experience you in a different way than your best friend. You know what I mean? Correct. So knowing your audience and again, knowing what the different levels of support are, like your mm-hmm. eyes and ears are on the ground, like they're going to try to help keep you grounded because that's what the foundation is. It's the foundation, keep you grounded. Your friends is now we, where we start to share things. You know what I mean? I'm be a little bit more myself. I can, you know, tell you different things. But again, being careful what you tell them. Correct. Because maybe they don't have your best interest at heart. I see a lot of people be struggling with their coworkers oversharing with the co-workers I overshared a lot with Stefan hence why we're best friends now but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. overshare with me it's fine I was um, like this is a this is a reciprocal this, this relationship where it goes back and forth we're going to overshare okay because if we ain't going to do nothing else that's what we was going to do in that office if we're not going to do nothing else in, we were going for to hours, overshare ain't seeing no clients talking shit all day um, oh, that's what we I was going to do. I listened to a friend. Uh, <laughs> that's what we was going to do, honey. Um, but again, being careful with those peers, like, because even your best friends, because I see a lot of people, again, struggling with, now I've told my best friend my deepest, darker secrets, and this person really wasn't your best friend, or they really don't like you now, or y'all break up, or like you said, are you going to go to YouTube with the stuff that I've told you? Or are you going to talk to other people about it? When yeah. in actuality, if we had to just use them for the support or the level that they were supposed to be used for, we might not even have got there. So friends are there for celebrational purposes, for, you know, support, social things. 
let's be mm-hmm. social let's go we can go get drinks if you're a drinker or you know let's go to the party for a party or or let's go to the museum if that's your thing that's my thing um that thing. is all social like you know your colleagues your all that is social stuff correct um and, and you can that's use what they that be. Yes. correct like that's what they should be used for you have it's support it's not yeah it's not the end all be all and not again not that you're there we're not encouraging you to like get a therapist and make that your end all be all because that's not the yeah that's not what's happening either no um but they should be they should be a part of that journey yeah you still need them for a part of it you just don't need them to be all of it and that's also coming from the fact that like or the thought process of once you start um really diving deep in and putting the work in on your life that may not be your best friend no more okay let's get into that the trauma bonding again that's why i said it's good for social stuff like if yeah. we're going to accelerate an accomplishment or, you know, maybe your mom dies or something like that. And they're going to provide support and emotional support in that way. Just like, hey, whatever you need, friend, you need me to put, cook something, you need me to come sit with you and stuff like that. That stuff, fine. But again, deep, dark stuff like, oh, my God. And for Again, we talked about sexual assault and dating. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. I was just sexually assaulted last night. Whole time, your best friend, again, may have probably been the one that was sexually assaulted. You know, you don't know. But I'm just saying, like, that's how yeah. weird this shit gets. You know what I mean? Like now the person mm-hmm. is, you know, you thought it was your best friend and was filling up on you while you were asleep and you're like, what the fuck? How did I get here? Yeah. Again, because we're putting too much in the wrong places, right? So social things, emotional, light emotional support. Like again, my friend broke my heart. You know, my boyfriend broke up with me. I'm going to call Stefan cry or Stefan going to take me to go get some ice cream. And that's the extent of it. It's not where I'm going to call Stefan every day for like 60 weeks like oh my god Stephen, I can't get over it. I can't get over it, oh my god because that's draining right when you could just get a professional yeah so light emotional support perfect. on that and again light emotional support with your family because again in most cases they are not equipped Correct. they can't even handle their own stuff on a peer and on <laughs> you know on a family mm-hmm. level so they definitely nope. absolutely positively cannot help you with yours so nope. in no way shape or form so again light emotional support so stuff that again you can't just put everything on your therapist because you only see them once a week twice a week if you really fucked up Correct. and if you got money like that so <laughs> you know what I mean so that, expensive unless you have insurance that's going to cover everything so again that was what I was that was the third point that I wanted to kind of bring up was like for people that quote unquote like can't afford it or anything like that use your 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 free sources come on because that's what i'm calling okay description right and like you're there are things in your area that you can do for free there are support groups that aren't just like naaa support groups there's grief counseling groups. There are come on, Nami. Um, National right? Alliance of Mental Illness. Yes, there are um, churches that have, and granted, not they're not necessarily all like faith based. They just right. happen in church. But there's other like depressive groups. There's 
Overeaters Anonymous is a real thing. It's a like there are so many different types of support groups that I just gave to um, that you could be utilizing that are free or very low cost because there are if you go on psychology today and you just type like you look for groups and narrow it down to your area they'll also give you uh, places that have groups and a lot of those groups because they just they know that it's people that can't necessarily seek individual counseling on their own for whatever reason you can get into those groups for free or like a super low cost and it's going to benefit you correct and it connects you with people that um are going through the same thing and again this is not necessarily to find people to be your only method of support However, it's just to spread the love around because correct. I don't think enough of y'all are spreading the love around and again you can layer your social support and I try to teach that especially with substance abuse because you really need support in that you can't stop doing drugs by yourself you start doing it by yourself in most cases but 9 times out of 10, 10 times out of 10 you're not going to be mm-hmm. able to stop by yourself mm-hmm. so you need somebody yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean somewhere to help yeah. you and again, I wanted to bring this up because I see y'all are really struggling, especially with COVID. COVID is fucking a lot of people up. And I think, friend, in the next two or three weeks, we're going to do like a COVID mental health special just because y'all are really fucked up out here, myself included. I'm not going to dis, you know, <laughs> disengage myself from fucked upness because I'm really not operating where I could probably mm-hmm. operate in. But I will say that y'all really are struggling and I'm really, it's sad to watch. And it again, ties into dating just to just circle back around a lot of the people that i'm finding or people that i'm interested in i'm like you got that like crazy covid eye you know what i mean or a lot of you guys and men and women are really acting out sexually because they don't have any other output for the mental anguish that they're going through because we're going through so many different changes like when i say baby when i came this motherfucker in the late 80s (laughs) <laughs> this ain't that time <laughs> you know what no. I mean this ain't it nope. this this some new shit you know what I mean it's not nope. the same it's, you know, th- we not even breathing the same air so you know, you know what, what COVID I mean? is giving yeah. COVID is giving very much uh, jailhouse rock you know what <laughs> I cannot um, I cannot y'all, y'all are out here just stuck and don't know what to do stimulated and don't know what to do about it and then when I look at other people who are trying to find a way looking at us crazy and because we're not going to operate like that I'm not going I'm not I'm not just uh, humping on people just be humping on them because I need some other way to get this stress out or this mental anguish that I'm experiencing I'm not harassing people you know what I mean (laughs) correct knows I'm not um, but it's giving very much what is supposed to be rehabilitative, which granted, we all know that jail is not rehabilitative for everyone. Absolutely I acknowledge not. That. However, as the, and you can look this up, but I don't necessarily recommend it because it wasn't the greatest study, but the Stanford prison study. Oh yeah, that thing was ghetto. <laughs> so ghetto. Um, it's interesting though. So like, take a look, but 
you put someone in some sort of captivity for a lengthy period of time and they're going to act out regardless of anything. So these people that you thought were your end all be all love of lives that after, you know, two months of being nothing but you two in the house, now y'all can't stand each other. Because that, that wasn't it, beloved. That was not it. That was not it. And I would, <clears throat> and I implore you to examine it. So there's a lot of people that, you know, came out of this not so great. And the trauma of it all, because y'all never dealt with anything, is evident and prevalent. And it's not going to change again if you don't do anything about it. Like, I can't stress enough that breaking a situation off and just sitting alone is not Ooh. the word. It's not the word. It's not what it's, it's not giving what it's supposed to have gave okay. from the standpoint of your mental health. You are just alone. And it's not going to get better unless you do something about it. So you better again, tell my friend. <laughs> so again, going through and finding either, I mean, a cheap therapist, and it sucks to say that, but at a minimum, having someone to talk to is having someone to talk to. Okay. I'm not saying, like, if you don't feel comfortable expressing everything because you don't feel like this person is genuine or whatever, be willing to get comfortable just just with sharing something. Open the door and then get yourself in a better space where you can actually like share something. Because the people so important. I just love that you're saying this right now. It's everything I needed. I just, you know how many, you know all the people that we saw that were just like, oh, well, there's this, you know, I've had 8,000 therapists and there's nothing you could do, so I'm not going to talk. Or I've never been to therapy before, so I'm not going to say anything. And it's like, well, you just wasted time. Yeah, for what? you're (laughs) You're not doing anything that's benefiting you. You're hurting yourself because you're going out of your way to sit in someone's office to bullshit them and bullshit yourself like do do some work yeah like you because this therapy is not and i I think to get into the last level of your social support which should be the professional so a professional is going to be your therapist counselor peer psychiatrist who deals with medication Psychiatrists mm-hmm. only deal with medication. Here's a pro tip for you if you want, you know, tips on how to navigate the system. Yeah. They are only should be only concerned about your symptoms that you're experiencing. They don't give a fuck about your feelings. I'm be honest with they you. They don't. That's very mm-hmm. candid, but it's However, true. They don't care. You know what I mean? Don't. They just want to know are the symptoms being managed. If there is, because there are some who are, there, oh, yeah, if definitely. you do see a psychiatrist who happens to also have a counseling background or um, maybe like a nurse practitioner that's worked in nothing but psych wards and now 
Right. They are they your have medication more a, prescriber. Uh, empathetic Correct. approach, which is what you need. But yes. I, I hear that a lot where people complain, oh, I only saw them for five minutes. They didn't care. They didn't ask me enough about my whatever. And I'm just like, because that's not, not their function, beloved. Correct. That's not what they if do. You wanna, so... Let's baseline it. If you want to talk about your feelings, you need to call a therapist, a clinician, a psychotherapist, a clinic, a, a clinical social worker. Um, am I missing any? You could do a peer. You could go a counselor. Well, that's a different level. Yeah, that is a different level. So I mean, like, yeah, I'm, you I'm, you I'm really want to go? On, I'm trying to break down the baselines of the levels. Oh yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're yeah, you was on you was on target. That was everybody. Okay, so then your peers are in in job form a step below a therapist. A peer is somebody that is there to support, but they use their their experience to relate to yours. It's almost like a mentor. Your peer is your mentor. Oh my God, that is beautiful. I love you, friend. (laughs) I I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) So your peer is your mentor the the feelings person that you decide to see because there's so many different levels is like your your guide down this path and then like your psychiatrist or nurse practitioner or physician assistant um all that is like your fairy godmother that just gives you something that helps on this path. Right. And your case managers, I'm really trying to break this down. You know I'm good with a metaphor. Your case managers help you make sure that this path is well constructed so that you can keep walking on. You know what, friend? (laughs) You really out here like doing God's work out there. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that make sense it does Um, I okay. think because case managers are not really something that people are really doing all that they can do with um, right. they're not using again there's so many different like things that you could have access to and granted I understand the quality might not be what you want it to be but again getting that experience like he said so that you know what to do for somebody who's competent and yes. I don't want to downgrade because everybody's on different levels with their, you know, journey with their, you know, working mental health. Absolutely. But don't discount or say because the last caseworker didn't know what they was doing or this one is not going to know what they're doing. No, keep getting Correct. the experience, keep putting that out there and keep getting comfortable with sharing your story and sharing your needs yep. and expressing your needs so that when you get the right person who's competent, they be like, boom, boom, boom. And he'd be like, God damn. What? Right. Like, this is weird. Yeah, because I mean, my first my first job in this realm of mental health, I was essentially a case manager, but I was like an in-home case manager. So I had to literally go into people's homes, see what they needed, see what I could help them with. I had to take them to churches to get, you know, full Thanksgiving meals. And I had to take them to social services so they could get their social security checking. I had to take them to the DMV to get their licenses. And like, I was brand new 
And it was in an area that I didn't know. Like, my first job was in Maryland. Very good. And I had to go throughout the entire uh, Hartford County. Like, that was my territory. And then it leaked into um, whatever county Elkton's in that I can't think Cecil. of. Cecil. Cecil. Yes. So it leaked into Cecil because I lived in Delaware. So I had to cover this huge territory in this place that I'd never, I didn't live in Hartford County. I didn't. You're like, I don't know these people. Go. <laughs> but I literally had to just show up and go into people's houses. And that, like, that takes a lot. So for the people that like get into these services and like don't want to use them, not realizing that you could come across somebody like me who just wants to do a good job and do everything that he can to support you and be beneficial to you, you are now giving like you are giving yourself a disservice because of how much this person can be helpful for you. I just friend, you just really again showed up and showed out and i want people to understand and know that we have a wide plethora of experience in mental health so when we get on here and Mm -hmm. we say we therapists for real we really are um we would not get on the internet and lie about that like it it a therapist is is not only licensure but it's also skill level and it's years in the field and i have done so many different things in this yes you have um there is not and if we any... gave our real names, you could look us up in databases you and on LinkedIn, could. and you can see we're not gonna do it. We're not because I y'all y'all like crazy, that. and um, I need my job. <laughs> but I would say that you know we're, what I'm telling you, or what we're trying to share with you, is super super important. And the resources right. for this particular episode, we will have like Nami and things like that, so that you guys can get connected. And understanding, we'll come back to this because it's clearly it's we're at an hour, so clearly, Are clearly, we? damn near, uh, nice. <laughs> clearly, um, this is definitely going to need a part two because we didn't really get into the specifics of um, how to actually use it. Those are just the levels of it. So, like your foundation is your family. You know, the second layer, second floor, first floor is going to be your friends. The third floor, in the top of the building, is going to be. Um, the professionals, which are the psychiatrists, your peers, your spiritual advisors. We didn't even talk about them. Um, we sure didn't. Your therapist, your um, case manager, um, and your support person, you know, your peer support. I think I said that twice. But again, we didn't even tell you how to use them. We just told you what they were. So yeah. we will be back. I might, part two. I might have to make this a, a TikTok video. Please make it a TikTok because yeah. I'm I'm about to get back on TikTok, yo. I know y'all like damn correct. You really just left us on TikTok, but <laughs> I'm busy not wanting to do TikToks. But I am going to come back um, because I do want to do a little bit more mental health stuff over there. I also want to show you guys how to use my spiritual product, shameless plug, yeah, um, and some other things that I want to share on TikTok and about drug use because y'all are wilding out. Um, but friend, let me go to the questions because we're not going to leave out of here. Without our question, um, damn, I was supposed to get on the train and I forgot to get on it. Oh well. Oh. Um. Was it at ten? It was at nine. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dub for right now. Time, but, uh, I don't. But you know what? I still got twelve hours I didn't use from last year. So 
Um, now they need 32. Now, actually, only 29 hours now. Um, so we'll get it out. We can. Where is these damn questions at, Spirit? <laughs> I feel like you always have them so ready on hand. I do not have them this time. I'm sorry. Okay, here they are. All right. So the question for this week um, what was the one we did last week? What makes you happy when you're sad? That's the question. Oh. Um, God, it depends on what I'm sad about. Yeah, for that's kind of deep. Um, let's see. What makes you happy when I'm sad? Well, anything Brittany, of course. Um, she's free now. Shout out to Brittany. Free now. We did a Brittany episode a couple weeks ago. Slide back through there. <laughs> yeah, so listen. Because it was lit lit and now she's free free and I like to believe that us putting that out into the universe also helped a little bit. I believe it did. Um, writing helps me when I'm happy. I mean, when I'm sad, of course. Um, decorating helps me when I'm sad. Reorganizing helps me when I'm at my lowest. Um, you better clear the space. Okay. That's probably... That's probably it. I'm um, sure there's more, but those are the core ones. When I am sad and I want to get happy, eating always does it for me. That's like a terrible habit. Love it for me, though. <laughs> um, so if I'm feeling like extra low, I definitely want to get my favorite food. It's always something sweet or something um, peanut buttery. Um, oh, always makes me feel better. Uh, <laughs> always. like It's like, always. okay, I feel so good now. Um, my son, he always, like, he irks my soul, but if I'm really not feeling the best, he'll come cuddle with me, and that's my favorite thing. Um, and I just got his chart. I have to tell y'all about that. Oh, my God, that little boy came here for me, and it just made me cry, because I was like, oh, my God, he really loves me, he really came here for me. Um, so that's my Shout out to, um, the the no cameo that's happening right now. Yeah, that he's not here. God bless him. Ooh, child. Life is just so much easier with work when your child's not jumping in your sessions. <laughs> um, but he, um, yeah, he makes me happy. Um, and my niece and my nephew, like, if I ever just feel like, oh, I hate this. I look at pictures of them or I'll call my brother and talk to him. So. Those are my babies, my little baby chicken nuggets. They always make me happy. They're so cute. Like I love them. I really do. Um, you really do. I really do. I love my niece, my nephew. Um, who was sending me a message? Look, okay, y'all, we got to get off here. So, um, they're sending us a message. Sometimes we've been on here too long. No, they're not saying no. It's a message. It's uh, somebody looking for some, a therapist. <laughs> You know, Ooh. I stay booked and busy, friend. Um, so we're going to get off here. We will be back. Actually, next week, we'll just continue this. So we'll actually tell you what to do with these particular levels. So one, two, three. That's that's cool. We don't need to add no other levels. I mean, there is four for psychologists, which you rarely, very rarely will need. And we could do like a short little mini blurb about a yeah. psychologist um, next week when we actually tell you how to use your social support. Um, mm-hmm. appropriately because you're not using it appropriately. That's why you're everybody not. is in fucking shambles. Okay? You're not using it. So we want you to use it. We want you to get the services and if Correct. you are providing these services you all better give these people the services. Okay? Stop playing with them. So um, 
with that being said, we will see you guys next week where we continue this conversation because it has to be continued. Like, yeah. it has to be finished out. This is like the premiere episode. Like, I think I'm personally going to post it everywhere I think it should be posted, cussing and all, just because everybody needs help with social support. Like, if you really want to know how to do it and what is for and what it is for, these two episodes are going to get you to where you need to be. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you want to see us, want to check on us um, in between episodes, because y'all know we've been raggedy with the schedule. Oh, and uh, I'm back on Instagram. Yes, friend! So, I tagged him. Y'all can look me up. Um, <laughs> y'all definitely need to go listen to my friend's podcast, okay? Yeah. Get into episode, it, because I'm absolutely Get into it. So, you need to go slide over there. All the links is below. My links is below. So if you want the products, you want to book a session, you want a reading, if that's your thing, the links is in the description. Also, there will be links for support groups. Um, it's something else I'll put down there too. But um, yeah, so we'll see y'all next week. Joe. Bye, friend. Please. I'm about to call you. Yeah, please do. Okay, bye, friend. Bye. <laughs>